Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We're glad that you're with us today, and we are talking about some of our boot camp topics that we like to do coming up towards boot camp. And uh, before I do that, though, last night was a very important eve. Can anyone else here at the table tell us what last night's eve was? Not you. Happy birthday. Yeah, Robbie Dillmore birthday eve. Today is Robbie's birthday. Happy birthday, Robbie. Happy birthday. I've never celebrated a birthday on on the show itself, but here we are. Yeah, well, I don't know if we're going to call it a celebration yet. We'll see how the show turns out. (laughs) (laughs) But at least the recognition of your birthday. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, happy birthday. Which is actually a Halloween Eve. Since I was born on an Eve, you know, I get it. You know. Yeah, that, that's why <laughs> you've got this problem with eaves, you know. I, which Halloween itself was All Hallows Eve, which was the day before All Saints Day. So it's like a triple Eve, yeah, just saying my birthday is. was. And God knew that when he set it up. You know? It's all about Eve. <laughs> yeah. So does that make you a Halloweeny? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it can only go down from there, so we'll go ahead and keep talking. <laughs> That was a My poor attempt at a pun for Robbie Dillmore. Well, that was a good pun. It was just a slippery slope. We'll choose not to go down <laughs> on this show. Maybe after hours we'll go down that way. But uh, no, we are going to be talking about the boot camp topic. And Robbie, I think it's important. You do this talk at boot camp more than anyone else. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, you call it one thing, I call it another, but it's really the same talk. Well, it, you know, the beginning of the talk is, is a battle to fight. Right. And so one of the things that just was critical to me as an understanding was that something has been stolen. And what's been stolen is our image of who God really is. And as a man, as I sat there the first time, what do you mean something's been stolen from me? And I realized that if we could get a good look at God, right, it, it is what the this part of the talk is about then we would get a better look at ourselves. And this image of God was something that had been stolen from me. It really had, and I didn't even know it had been stolen. But that that God is a warrior. And, you know, this revelation to me really changed everything. It did. You know, the, the, the talk that we're talking about, it's a three-part talk, and we're actually going to do it over the next three weeks. But it's uh, you call it the heart of man. Right, and I've always called it core desires, but it's really the core desires in the middle of the heart of man. Right. right. What What are the things that really bring a man alive? You know, the desires that are are good to chase after in the right context. Right. And one of those, the first one we're talking about, is battle. And so we're going to play a clip, Andy. If you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the clip, it's, it's yours. It's a trailer, so there's not a lot to set up, but no, there's a little bit there. There's not. It's it's Revolutionary War uh, story called the Patriot. 
Um, it was based on um, fictional character character composite character of like Francis Marion and Daniel Morgan and Nathaniel Green maybe but anyway it's really sets the story of really a man who has been to war has felt like he's sinned in that war and the way he you know fought the war and he didn't want to re-engage uh, or one he didn't want to engage in this war you know in the revolutionary war and he wanted to keep his family safe from it and it's a way a lot of us go about our lives i think is we we feel like there may be a war out there but we choose not to enter in i have long feared that my sins would return to visit me is more than I can bear. A past he wanted to forget. I've been to war, and I have no desire to do so again. I have seven children. I do not wish to leave them fatherless. A family threatened by war. We have to do something. I forbid you to go. My child! You're my child! A son fighting for his beliefs. Father, I thought you were a man of principle. When you have a family of your own, perhaps you'll understand. When I have a family of my own, I won't hide behind them. Hang him for his body on display. Colonel, I beg you, by the rules of war. Would like a lesson, sir, in the rules of war? Or perhaps your children will. Before this war's over, I'm going to kill you. Why wait? Sir, that you transfer my son here under my command. I'll fire first to start with the officers. But under when or where they're going to strike? Where'd you learn all that riding, shooting? My father told me. How many were there? There'll be one. One man. Sounds more like a ghost than a man. This ghost. Bring him to me. How many men does Cornwallis have under his command? 12,000 redcoats. I'm here to enlist every man willing. Who's with us? This is not the conduct of a gentleman. I'll take that as a compliment. That's a good clip, Andy. Uh, you know, I think it, it. You talked a little bit about it before the clip, but I think that's where some people find themselves. Of I, I really, I know there's a battle. Yeah. But I really don't want to enter in, or I just want to stay neutral. You know, I want to be Sweden and yeah. the whole thing, mm-hmm. or Switzerland. Which one's neutral? I never remember. Switzerland, one, yeah. One makes knives, and the other <laughs> makes chocolates, and one of them's neutral. I don't know which one. But, it, yeah, it, I, I want to be that person, right? Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. stay in the middle, and, and you can't. No. You know, and I think each time we think that the battle's new, mm-hmm. but the battle's as old as time. Right. It is, yeah. Right. Literally. Yeah. I mean, from the Garden of Eden, yeah. the battle's been raging. Yeah, right, exactly. And what what happens is is a, an inactive uh, warrior, somebody that wants to sit on the sidelines. The enemy doesn't play fair, and if he if you're not going to engage, he'll be glad to go af- after your family members. He'll go after all parts of your life to where, you know, the enemy's pretty stupid, but he he continually does it. He'll do things to draw you in, and I mean it's like. Um, Benjamin Martin, the character here, he got tired of being picked on and his family being picked on, and finally it pulled out of him what was always in there, and he actually had to engage. And I think that's where I was for so t- long in my life is I felt like, don't engage. That The devil will leave you alone. You know, you're just nice, happy family. Just kind of have Garden of Eden or just make it as easy as possible here on earth and we'll get through this. You know, you can't live that way. That's not how we were created, first of all, and the enemy won't allow that to happen. 
No, he won't. You know, when you named off all those people, I don't want to be here and be a poser. I've heard of Nathaniel Green, but mm-hmm. I would have called them all furniture makers. So I really wasn't <laughs> sure who you were talking about because they sounded like, we know we're in a furniture oh, area here. Yeah. You know, they all sounded like you drive down the street. Yeah. Look, it's whatever that first name Either was. Either that or they make paint, like Benjamin Williams yeah, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure, Williams, 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 Benjamin yeah. Moore, That's you it. know, <laughs> paint company, something. You're not really sure. All the good names must have been taken. I was definitely posing there. No. No, I, I didn't know the names except for the one. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to look far these days to see how far the enemy is dividing families. Pick any social issue. Right, And I bet you can go through your family and say, yep, this one's on this side, that one's on that side, this one's on this side. The great division is what we're living in right now yeah. that, you know, just dividing everybody on everything. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, that is where Jimmy, uh, Jesus called. Um, he said that, th- that there will be a division and, and people will choose truth and righteousness and Jesus and some will choose the enemy but he definitely wants unity within his um, you know within his community within his his family but we are being drawn out we're, we're given every opportunity to fight over things that really don't matter that really don't pertain to the gospel but I think we are also in a time where you are having to choose more so than probably ever the of, of your uh, truth or, or not truth yeah, and that's where, you know, every warrior needs a good king. Yeah. Right? The, the king that leads them into the right battles. Right, right. Because there's not a lack of battles out there to fight. Right. But you said it very well that there's so many of them that at the end of the day, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, they're really yeah. going to matter. Right. Right? When we stand at the end of our time on earth in front of God, is it really yeah. going to matter? You know, that's a good point. And I used to always seem to find the right, uh, fight the wrong battle. And I do find myself, just like anything else that comes out of what we've learned through this masculine journey, is you go back to the commander-in-chief and find out what he wants. Because, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Oh, it used to – it wor- I, I was supposed to engage at that time, so therefore I engage in that same way every time. Well, we know Jesus was creative in the way he went about with humanity. He didn't always heal the people the same way every time. So – there's a time when you're to engage in battle, and there's time to where you stand down and learn to fight for another day. Yeah, Robbie, I wanted to ask you a question, because you, you do this really well on the talk at camp. You talk about, um, you know, sometimes as adults we get confused, but as kids, we're really not that confused, are we? Yeah, I mean, that's a neat thing when you consider that we're made in God's image. And so if you take little boys, right, and you know, just watch how they play and, and you'll see that they're little warriors, right? It doesn't, they'll, they'll make a, um, Jim was talking about, he made a, a gun out of his graham cracker <laughs> to go around shooting people. If, if you take them away, they'll figure out some way to make a gun. How many people didn't sword fight with sticks? You know, whatever it was. And when you think about your own childhood, right? You played army, you know, the whole bit. Well, all you have to do is look at little boys and you get an idea that God must have made this. This wasn't an accident right here. Like you take a bunch of teenage boys and you put them in a swimming pool and will they break out into synchronized swimming? No, they will not. It's dunking and splashing and Horse fights and something. Right, right. And 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 so naturally they get involved in sports and naturally they become those and unfortunately most of my life, I had no sense that that would have been godly stuff, right? That 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 image of Jesus, you know, meek and mild, that's that's not the picture that we had of Jesus. 
but the Patriot actually, yeah. because you know when he came and he he picked some fights, right? With the, with the big time, he came to pick some fights, and it ended up, you know, he gave his life for it. Yeah, he did. When you look at little kids, it's funny. I, I've shared this story before when we've done the topic, but I remember my brother's wife, my sister-in-law was like, my son's never going to play with guns. Never. Don't ever buy him a gun, right? And so this one who lived in California, and I had one of those wheel locks, you know, you put on your wheel that will lock, you know, and it was sitting in the back seat, and all I hear, suddenly I hear from the back, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. He's pointing this wheel lock at all the cars driving by. You know, he's never played with a gun in his life. He's got to be about four years old, you know, and there's just something wired. Right. And, and so maybe you're out there and you're saying, well, you know, my son isn't really into sports or my son really isn't into those things. I promise you there's something that he's willing to battle for. Right. I, I promise you there's something that's there. Even look at the game of chess, right? Or the chase of, chess is a warfare game, right? All the things that we do is warfare based in one way or another. Or the games that they play on the computer, warfare based typically. And it's this battlefield mentality we're going to talk about when we come back and how it's always been a backdrop of our life and the lives before us. Go to maskunjourney.org to register for the boot camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Fired our guns and the British kept a coming There wasn't as many as there was a while ago We fired once more and they began to run it On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico Yeah, they ran through the briars and they ran through the brambles And they ran through the bushes where a rabbit couldn't go They ran so fast that the hounds couldn't catch them On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico I got to say, I love that bump. You know, I know I picked it. I, I know I picked it. It's a, it's a great memory from my childhood. I remember hearing it in my dad's AM uh, stereo, or not stereo, AM radio in his car, like, all the time. I'm going to say that second guy singing was definitely from the hills of the Blue Ridge. Uh, definitely. I think I think we met him at boot camp a couple times. <laughs> He's a rabbit hunter. <laughs> yeah, definitely known at least his cousin or something, you know, out there. But no, that was a, it's a song called The Battle of New Orleans from uh, Johnny Horton from 1959 is when it was done. And it was around the same time we were talking before the show where they had uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron was one of the songs back then. And Jim, you had one. Uh, the Green Berets, the Battle of the Green Berets, or that was yours. Um, it, it was just a time when we understood, I think, a little bit more that battle was essential. Right? And to the point we celebrated the victories in battle, you know, going back and looking at the Revolutionary War. If it wasn't brave people that fought that and risked everything, none of us would be here. 
right? Not in the way we are now. Right. Right? Maybe better or worse. I'm thinking it'd probably be worse, you know? And so just being grateful for that. And so I, I, I really love that uh, that bump, but well, I'll get off the bump now. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so back to the, the first clip, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting about it was Benjamin Moore, Sherwin-Williams guy that was, <laughs> what was his name? Benjamin Martin. It was, it <laughs> okay. was a fake name, but I mean, don't mess it up. Yeah, I, well, I, can't, I saw the movie. I didn't remember his name, right? But he didn't necessarily enter into the battle because he wanted to do it for himself. No. I mean, you could argue it was very selfish because he wanted to avenge his son's death. Yeah. But really, it was about protecting his other kids and avenging his son's death and, and righting yeah. a wrong. Yeah, he, he, he was on the sideline, but he realized the enemy's not hes not going to give up. He's going to keep coming, and I can sit back and let him pick off one by one without retaliating, without doing anything else in response, or I can get, get in the battle. You know, and, and the enemy underestimated him. Yeah, definitely. Right, and that's the thing about everyone that's in the studio, everyone that's listening to the show right now or listening to it on podcasts later on, the enemy underestimates you. You're a critical part of this battle, right? You are needed to fight for the hearts of the others. You're needed for the fight for your own heart, right? And, and the enemy knows that, but he underestimates you. God doesn't underestimate you. No, and if you think about it, that's just as much a part of the image of God that we we get that's part of the package god's a warrior we're a warrior and we can choose again not to go to war but we won't be living out of our whole heart if we're if we're not doing that see i, I kind of go the other way i don't think the enemy underestimates us at all i think he knows us better than we know ourselves he knows what god has created us for for that battle and because of that he comes at us we can tell and it's one of the things we talk about in the boot camp right you, you can kind of tell what you're geared for in in what God has planned for you in the way that the enemy attacks you um, and, and the way he comes at you uh, in my own life one of the things right now that I'm going through you know I'm not dealing with all this very well you know, I, you know we talked about it last week you know the the different emotions you go through anger blame all these different things and I was talking with God I was like God what is going on like why, why what what is happening here and and it was that thing where the enemy was trying to get my attention on myself, and in that still small voice, I heard God say, you know, look, I had you do this last year. What are people doing now? Mm-hmm. And now you've got people quitting their jobs left and right all over the United States. Well, immediately I went into warfare for them and for the emotions that they're going to go into. I started going into prayer for all of these people that, I, that I've never met. I will never meet many of them. Um, but I started to war for them. It, again, that, what you just mentioned there, warring for our brother beside of us, um, mm-hmm. stepping out and into battle for them. So, yeah, I, I think the enemy does know what we're, yeah. what we're made for. I think you make a great point. Probably the only person that underestimates us is us. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and the ability that God gave us to fight well in it. One of the things that came to my mind, we are talking about, oh, we're all looking for battle and I over 50 years ago I started playing war games my first war game was the Babylon Hills Battle of Gettysburg and I loved it and there were many combat games and I played a bunch of them over the decades but one of the things that the games I loved best were the ones that had production and you built things up but then you had to defend them and 
those are the battles that are worth fighting, where you have something you're defending against the enemy. Just fighting to fight is a terrible thing to do. But, you know, most most of our wars in this country have been for a cause that was righteous. And that's the important thing for us to do in the battles we fight today. Agreed. So looking back, Jim, you go ahead and keep the mic for a moment. <laughs> um, when's the first time we really see battle in the Bible? Or how often do we see battle in the Bible? All the time. The first one, I guess, was the, the well, the first one was Eve and the serpent. That was a battle. And that was a battle that Adam hung out of, and that cost us all. Yeah, he stood on the sidelines yeah. you know, on that one, right? Indeed. Yeah, but the whole backdrop of the Bible is battle. Right, and Eldridge's team, you know, a Wild at Heart team, you know, talks about it's a love story. You know, this love story between God and us, but it's in the midst of a background of battle, right? It's it's set in a, set, a scenery of battle. That battle's always going on around us in the middle of this love story. Yeah, Pearl Harbor for me was one of the lousier war movies made, but it illustrated that beautifully. You had a love story in the midst of the Battle of Pearl Harbor. And so it appealed to women and men. Yeah, and you had the great scene of him standing up out of the wheelchair. No, in that, in that, in Pearl Harbor. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, I thought, I thought FDR. <laughs> it could be. I think oh, uh, FDR. Okay. Yeah, that was FDR. I think, or maybe I don't know. I didn't see that whole movie either. <laughs> uh, I didn't see all the Patriot though. So we will talk about the Patriot. We go back and talk about that one. So uh, Robbie, we have a clip from you, and I, I want to really just—we're going to feel like we're changing direction, but we're really not changing very much a direction. It's about battling for others. Right, and you can hear the battle. The, the clip is from the movie Goodwill Hunting, and I hope you all have seen it. It's a fabulous movie, but the main character, who is, you know, Will, um, is a genius, and he's got this phenomenal mind. He's a, you know, photographic mind, can remember all these books, and and but he's had a very traumatic childhood, and he's been an orphan, and he ends up with this real anger problem, like any, any warrior would, like so many of us do you you you're supposed to be fighting battles and so you end up with this anger problem and he's sent to robin williams of all people for anger management <laughs> although it's a lot different setup and it's a very serious role for robin williams to me one of his best ever and so here we have robin williams here's now just imagine with me for a moment that you were born a genius and you have all these mental abilities that you see the people around you don't have. And so the idea of iniquity, the idea of everybody is below me, would be a huge struggle for anybody. But when you, when you put the childhood he had behind it, you got, got a problem. So here we got Robin Williams, who's going to enter into this battle with this genius, with this struggle of iniquity, and try to rise above his, his arrogance to get to his childlike heart that needs to learn how to love. And it's a brilliant, brilliant speech. In, right before this, doesn't uh, Will the... Uh, yeah, it makes, fun makes, of, makes fun of his painting. Yeah, he tears his heart out pretty much by making fun of his artwork. I thought about what you said to me the other day about my painting. Uh, I stayed up half the night thinking about it. Something occurred to me. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep. 
and haven't thought about you since. You know what occurred to me? No. You're just a kid. You don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. Why, thank you. It's all right. You're a tough kid. When I ask you about war, you'd probably uh, throw Shakespeare at me, right? Once more into the breach, dear friends. But you've never been near one. You've never held your best friend's head in your lap. And watch him gasp his last breath, looking to you for help. You don't know about real loss. Because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. I doubt you've ever dared to love anybody that much. I look at you. I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, scared kid. You're an orphan, right? Do you think I'd know the first thing about how hard your life has been? How you feel? Who you are? Because I read Oliver Twist. Does that encapsulate you? Personally, I don't give it about all that, because you know what? I can't learn anything from you. I can't read in some book. Unless you want to talk about you, who you are, and I'm fascinated. I'm in. But you don't want to do that, do you, sport? You're terrified of what you might say. You move, chief. So absolutely, you know, here he's coming after a genius, right? And he comes after him with a chess-like move of uh, going after his heart because and and so many of you that are listening right now me myself you know we've isolated ourselves with our intellect to live out of that rather than live out of our hearts and so in order to go after that place that we were meant to operate from it is going to take that what you had when you're a little kid that battle mentality the, the, and and usually for others, which is what we get to do at boot camp. But by the same token, I can't tell you how many times at boot camp somebody has battled for my heart, mm-hmm. right? And so as we enter into this thing, I mean, what an opportunity for all of us to come after what God's trying to set free, right? Absolutely. Same freedom. Yeah, a couple things on that from a boot camp perspective. Um, if you th- you're sitting out there and you're saying I don't need a boot camp, you really need a boot camp. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And if you're living from your head, isolating your heart, you know it. You know something's missing there. God's wanting to come after that heart, right? God comes after our heart at every boot camp. He comes after the guys that are there. It's it's an amazing time. This is not about trying to just get bodies in the seats. It's about getting people set free. Right, and God's trying to set you free. Please go register, masculinejourney.org. And in that scene, you heard a guy that really knew a lot about battle but needed a king to give him good direction. And that's what the king's waiting to do for you, to give you good direction in your battles, first for your heart and then the heart of others. Go to masculinejourney.org to register. We'll talk to you next week. This is The Truth Network.